Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain! And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini! I can never get too much of that. I really can't. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I am your host. If I played basketball, I think my name would be Dennis Rodman, but I'm only a foodie, so my name is Al Mancini. I watched a Rodman thing on TV last night. He's, I think I subconsciously stole his hair. Anyway, welcome to Top of the Food Chain. You are hopefully watching live on the Vegas Video Network, your source of all things cool and hip about Las Vegas. And then Scott. But anyway, um, Top of the Food Chain is just one of our many shows. I urge you to check them all out at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can find them all at iTunes. You can see them on YouTube. We are all over the place. Um, we're on Roku. We're everywhere. And you can hear us pre-recorded every Friday night at KSHP AM. That's 1400 AM. If you're listening on the radio right now and you have a question for a future show, Dial us up at 1-866-966-4599. And you can tell how old I am, because I put the one in front of that. <laughs> Everybody's got a cell phone today, Al. What? You don't have to say that. Anyway, um, in the meantime, if you're watching us live, which I hope you are, we're talking vodka today. Get in the chat room. Anything you have to say about vodka, things you've done on vodka that you don't remember, we love those stories. Get in the chat room. And if you have a question for a future show, you can email to it. Email it to us at food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. As I said, we are talking vodka today. We're going to get this show started in just a second. But first, I must ask Scott, how the heck are you, my brother? Well, sir, I've been a busy little beaver preparing for other shows. We're going to be at uh, G2E next week, the big uh, gaming convention. We're doing some stuff for a company there. So just busy, staying out of trouble, getting ready to learn about vodka. Good, good. Well, and probably drink a little after the show. If all goes as planned. If all goes know? as planned. What you been doing? Um, it's been a crazy week, man. I mean, you know, great week for foodies. If you're, you know, just being a foodie in this town. A lot of times people complain <laughs> I that... I say, the shot of you is hysterical. Just, just surrounded like by are. vodka. <laughs> Hello, can I get out from behind the vodka? Should I move a little bit? There we What's go. the show about, Al? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, man, you know... It's always better, looking at vodka is always better than looking at my face as far as I'm concerned. But no, man, it's been a great week for foodies. A lot of chefs in town that you don't see in town all the time. Um, who was it? Jose Andres was in town for a few days this weekend, and it was cool just being around his restaurant and seeing a lot of his fans just show up and notice, oh my God, he's actually here, and posing to have their picture taken with him. He's gone, guys, but um, I think you've still got time to catch Michelle Richard, who was also in town. He comes in about every three weeks. He's over at um, Caesar's Palace. So, yeah, it's a great week for foodies. Great week for rock and roll. Did you catch any shows, Scott? Oh, no. I want to ask you a question about chefs. Is, is there a chef that you have not met yet that you want to meet? Um, I haven't met Thomas Keller. I would really like to meet Thomas Keller. I've met his brother many, many times, but never him. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are quite a few. I don't think I've ever met Wiley Dufresne in person. I'd like to meet him. Um, yeah, there are a few, definitely a few. Cool. Um, I haven't met everyone. Of the ones that are here in Las Vegas, though, I think I've met, other than you know Thomas Keller, I've met just about all the ones that I would love to meet. What was the, uh, the rock and roll thing that you saw at some shows? Well, I actually didn't see any. I was wondering if you did. The iHeart Radio concert was in town. I thought I was getting credentialed for that, and then at the last minute I got canceled. Um, and then Elton John kicked off his tour. Yeah. 
And we got Justin Timberlake and all those guys in town. So I was just wondering if you caught any of the shows. None of the shows. We might go out to the, the golf thing on Saturday and kind of sniff around a little bit. JT? Yeah, maybe bump into JT. You know, do a little duet with him. You know, I'm a singer. Yeah, not exactly my thing. Golf, I figure, as George Carlin once said, if you hit the ball and you chase it all the way and you find it, you should pick it up and go home and be glad you found it. Don't <laughs> hit it again. So anyway, the reason we are here today, Scott, did you know, did, did you have it marked on your calendar October 4th? What is marked down on your calendar? Uh, go to G2E. It's not going to be a happy day. You are going to have to tell them that it is National Vodka Day. What? Yes. October 4th, next Tuesday, National Vodka Day. Perfect. And, you know, I'm not really a devout vodka drinker, but, you know, like many of my Jewish friends, I, I celebrate the High Holy Days. And National Vodka Day is definitely one of the High Holy Days for us <laughs> vodka drinkers. So, for those of you out there that are not quite prepared, we've got two bartenders today. Yes, two, because last week we had no bartenders. Today we've got two. We're going to have um, one of them up in just a second. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of vodka and what vodka actually is. And then we're going to bring somebody else in, and we're going to give you guys some home vodka um, cocktail-making tips. So I don't really see any reason to wait. I think we should just cut to that. What do you think, Scott? Let's take a break and bring on our first guest. Here we go. Cheers. Hi, this is Scott Pritchard from Let's Bet. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. It's VegasVideoNetwork.com. You're not using this one, right? <laughs> don't you dare use this one. <laughs> And we are back at the Vegas Video Network with Top of the Food Chain. I'm your host, Al Mancini, and joining me today is Jennifer. How you doing? One of my mixologist friends here in town. Really, knowing chefs is nothing. It's really about knowing the bartenders. bartenders. You know, it's, it's cool. Um, where you work? You work around town? You work any place in particular right now? I've worked at a few of the nightclubs. Right now, I'm working for CVD Properties Bartending. Cool. So um, we want to talk vodka. How okay. popular is vodka in the local clubs? Where does it rank compared to other... Definitely one of the top selling beverages. Um, wow, vodka is mixed with anything, everything. I mean, people, your go-to brands, you know, your vodka Red Bulls, your vodka martinis, vodka Cokes, vodka cranberries. How many brands of vodka do you carry in one of your bars? Oh, boy. Every establishment I've been at has been different, but, wow, a handful. Yeah. A handful. I mean, more I than a dozen? Flavored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, more than 50? I mean, is, is 50 unreasonable? Easily more than 50. Easily. And especially if you carry one brand. I mean, for example, if you're going to carry Sky Vodka, you're probably going to carry all the flavors with it, three olives, right. things like that. So let's talk first. V vodka goes back to when? I mean, it goes back thousands of years, right? It goes back a ways. I think the first recorded vodka, if I can remember correctly, Not that we was... need an exact year. I'm just saying it's been around a while. It's not something new. Definitely, like as early as the ninth century, probably earlier than that, somewhere in Poland, I believe, it was recorded. Russia and Poland, I think, were right. both the two first countries to have vodka. Right. And yeah, but it it doesn't really have a definition, as we were dis er, talking about earlier. It's not really made with just one thing, right? No, it can be vodka can be made anything with um, anything that's fermentable: grapes, apples, wheat, rye, grains. And then I guess the difference between, say, a vodka would be that you um. You take it right out of being fermented, and then you put it in the bottle, basically. You don't put it in a barrel and age it like you would right. with a whiskey, right? Is that right. the basic deal? Right. And you actually brought a great example of that because, um, you know, rye is usually made into a whiskey, and yet we have a pre, I guess, aged rye, distilled, pure distilled rye right here, and it's a vodka. 
right? Right, Chopin, which normally is a potato vodka, and I just discovered this a couple months ago, but they're making a rye vodka. Yeah, so um, just goes to show, you know, it's, vodka can be made out of pretty much anything, and comes from just about everywhere, right? Yep, oh yeah. Um, vodka, when you're drinking vodka, everybody likes to compare what vodka's better and what's worse. What's it supposed to taste like? Vodka, I believe, was originally uh, it's described as odorless, colorless. That was the purpose for it. I mean, shouldn't promote it, but if you want to go for a business meeting, have a couple of drinks, vodka be your drink to go through. <laughs> yeah, there used to be an old slogan, like, you know, they won't smell it on your breath or right. something, right? And that, that's, yeah, that, thank you, old timey marketing guys. I appreciate right. that. Um, so it's not supposed to really have any taste. It's supposed to be how smooth it is. Right. And that's kind of weird, because you've got a vodka here made with coconut but it doesn't taste like coconut? That's what you're telling me? No, it's distilled through coconut to help okay. smooth it out. And that is? This one's a grape vodka. No, okay, here we go. The Vivid. Okay, so we've got Vivid here. Now this is just to talk about how they don't really, not supposed to have any taste. I'm gonna take a little sip of this. Okay. Plus, we're starting the show. And they there we not. go, Cheers. just a little bit. So again, the reason I bring this up is because Vodkas, no matter whether they're made with grape, like this Ciroc over here, or whether they're made you know, you know, out of grain and then run through coconut, you would think this would taste a little grapeier, and you would think this would taste like coconut. But here you go. All you can really smell there is that it smells like alcohol, right? Yep. No smell of coconut, nothing sweet in there. And yeah, absolutely, really no taste. Would you like some? No, I'm okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, keep working tonight. So, <laughs> Let's run through a few of the countries that you brought us vodka from. Uh, Ciroc, um, this one is made with grapes. It's from the France. I believe it's made with an Uni Blanc grape, and I can't pronounce the other one. <laughs> and this is P. Diddy's, right? He, yeah, I believe it was first couple of years before he started marking that is when I believe it was uh, started to be produced. And right up here in front, this is a traditional Russian vodka, right? Right, Russian standard. Russian standard. And so, again, this is one of either the first one or two countries that vodka ever came from. Right, Russia Poland and Poland. Russia. So, so this is, you're getting the real thing here. Yep. And we've got American vodkas, of course, this one, this Vivid that I just tried is an American vodka, and that's the one that tastes very clean but was filtered through coconuts. And we've got them, um, we, well, we get them from all over the world, I guess that's the point. Definitely. And they're pretty much going to taste, they should taste the same, though. So why do people have preferences as to what vodkas they drink? I think that has to be with your palate. It's the same as people that like a dry wine as opposed to, you know, your Cabernets or your Merlots. It's people pick up different flavors out of them. Right. And I guess um, even water is all supposed to taste the same, but you know, every brand, of every brand of water really tastes a little different, right? right? So um, is there any truth to the fact that originally vodka was really marketed to women here in America? I don't remember that. I'm probably going to go with yes <laughs> on that one. I mean, it sounds right. Today, do you have more men or more women ordering vodka drinks? I'd say that's pretty even. Pretty even? Pretty even. Okay, so you've come a long way, gentlemen. Scott, do we have a question on the chat line? Yeah, actually, there's a question that I had as well. Way to go, Bill. Uh, is there a smooth versus tart vibe uh, in vodka like there is in gin? For example, Tanqueray is, is well tart, whereas, say, Bombay is kind of a smooth gin. Does vodka have the same kind of you know, flavor differences or no? 
I've never really noticed that. I, I think really, again, like we say, you may pick up certain things in, in water, you know, right. where it's all the same. But no, I don't really think that there's an across the board that one is trying for that. I think when vodkas are judged in competitions, right. they're judged for not having any taste to them. I mean, that's what the, the judges are going for, for the most part. Now, smoothness, yes, it should be smooth. It should go down smoothly. It shouldn't have a kick to it. Again, I think that's why it was marketed to women originally. Either to go down? <laughs> I would say yeah on that. I mean, as opposed to like a harsh taste. No, gins are completely different though in flavoring than your vodka would be. Right. So um, I wanted to ask you, do you have you ever done the, because flavored vodkas, infused, flavor infused vodkas are kind of all the rage right now. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, what are the craziest, some of the craziest flavors that, that you've seen out there? The more popular ones? I would, I, like, I just saw truffle-flavored vodka in I've a store the that. other day. Yeah, they actually use it in their Bloody Marys right next door here at the Barrymore, um, which is strange. But it, when, do you guys have anything crazy? Like, I mean... We've got the normal citron. I mean, I've seen bubblegum-flavored. Okay, that's, that's a little weird. That's popular with the girls, though. Really? Um, I've never heard of that before. So. Three olives bubblegum, yep. Really? Well, women love that for shots. Um, let's see. Crazy? I don't know. But they're becoming so much more popular. I mean, when you see another one pop up, it's just kind of like another flavor. At first, it was kind of different. I mean, you got root beer flavors, dragonberry or dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. Well, that's, that's a, a different good fruit. One. Yeah, very cool. Who makes that? Uh, Sky. Sky. That one. Cool. Soli actually makes a really good one. It was like a strawberry chocolate. That one's like dessert in a jar. Wow. Scott, another <laughs> question. Yeah, the Mad Media Group has a question that I think is about can you get cheaper as the night goes on? Uh, is it true that after the third vodka, you can't tell the difference in taste anymore? In other words, can I start expensive and go cheap? It really, that's the night continues. That's the truth, truth about everything. Right? That goes all the way back to the Bible when they were talking about turning the water into the wine, and they, yeah. they said you're supposed to have the cheap wine at the end, but Jesus brought out the good wine at the end. But, yeah, once you get a little liquored up, guys, of course you can always go cheaper, but you're not going to impress the chicks. Right? I mean, not you. I'm saying you're always watching guys try to pick up chicks, right? If they go with cheaper vodka, You'd that's... You'd be surprised what you see. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever infused, or have the bars you worked at, do the infusing of your own vodkas? We started to, one casino I worked at, I didn't really get a chance to partake in experience in that, but we, they were, um, that was going to be in the works of infusing certain vodkas with flavors and things like that. Okay, so... Um, do you know how long it takes? Like, if I wanted to do that at home, if I want to just throw a bunch of fruit into a vodka, any clue? That's okay. You don't have that to. That one, know. I'm definitely. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have an answer. On I that just one, thought I'm sorry. if you've seen it, if you've seen it happening in the. Um, what, you bottle. just want me to move the bottle? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Which one? This that one? one? Okay, one. just move it over here. Scott is hand signaling me. I thought he's saying, "Give give me a shot of vodka." That's what I really I thought it was. Know. Move this one as well. We're buried in a in a forest of vodka. Um, so we spoke about that. What, what are your, some of your favorite? We're going to have somebody come out and make drinks, but what are some of your favorite drinks to make with vodkas? You know, it's funny. People ask me that all the time, and it really depends on my mood. I like liquor, so it depends. I mean, beer, vodkas, rums, it depends. But for vodkas, um, to make, I like it sometimes when people, a lot of bartenders hate it, surprise me. But it's always good when you give them a category. Well, do you normally like something strong? Do you want something sweet? So at least you have a category you can kind of mix something together as opposed to if something drinks whiskey and you make them something sweet, they're not going to like it. Um, so sometimes if I'm not busy or creative, I like to see what I can whip up and see if they like it. I was told I'm going to be entering a contest on coming up with a new vodka drink. It's going to kick off maybe in a few weeks, so I'm going to have to come to you for a little help because I have no clue. Okay. I just drink it straight. You know, that's, I'm an old-fashioned guy. 
Well, thank you so no, much. No, mixing's No, usually just throw it back as a shot or something, you know. It works. Or sip it, you know, if I want to be classy. That works. <laughs> um, well, look, thanks so much for coming down. Thanks for bringing some of these great vodkas. We, um, we're going to cut to a quick break, and we're going to have somebody coming up in just a second who is going to be showing you guys how to make some really cool drinks at home. But in the meantime, any place special that they can find you? Or do you do not want my people stalking you? <laughs> She does not want you stalking her, gentlemen out there and ladies. So we're just going to cut to commercial, and we'll be back right after this. Livestream is your premier place to watch live events on the web, mobile devices, and connected TVs. See new events daily or broadcast your own at Livestream.com. Livestream. Be there. There we are. We had to bring up the mixers. You think I was covered in stuff before. How are you, Tyler? Clayton. 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 Yes, wow. Clayton, Why did yeah, I Clayton think? Tyler, Clayton Tyler. Clayton Tyler. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> I was a little discombobulated from no that worries. one sip of vodka. And you're um, bar ma beverage manager beverage over at manager. STK Steakhouse. Yes, sir. One of my favorite steakhouses here in town because, well, basically, it is the steakhouse with the hottest women here in town. <laughs> um, it's kind of the, the female sexy steakhouse, I it would is. say. It is. A hybrid steakhouse. I'd a say. hybrid steakhouse, kind of part club, part steakhouse. Mm -hmm. We have a DJ seven nights a week. Very fun. Um, cool drinks. Great atmosphere, for sure. Sure. Um, yeah, th that's the weird thing is, you know, most, most, of, um, most of these places kind of feel like if you go into a steakhouse, it's made for a bunch of guys at a bachelor party. Uh -huh. When you go into STK, it's more women at a bachelorette party or just groups of women. I mean, and, and then that, that brings in the guys. Yes, you know? exactly. The guys don't come in on their own. Before we start about um, recipes, Scott, you have a question? Yeah, another one. This is interesting. Uh, John Mischief asked, California just legalized home-infused vodkas in bars. Are there any other states where this is illegal? Illegal to have home-infused vodkas in bars. I've never heard of that being a, a bad thing. I know different states have different regulations on distillering and what you can do at home. But, but I've always seen, but I mean, I assume what he's talking about there, Scott, is when you go into a bar and you see the big um, jar of vodka and there's a bunch of pineapples sitting in it. Is, is that what he's talking about? I, I don't know. I'll ask him uh, on the chat while we're going on here. Okay, but I would assume if that's what he's talking about, the bar infusing their own vodkas. That would not be illegal, no. I've never known of it to be illegal anywhere. I mean, if you go into, I don't know if you do it in your bar, but I know if, say, Red Square, they've got it all going on behind the bar. They've got the peppers in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely, as far as we know, legal here in Nevada. To infuse, yeah, we can completely add fruit or, or, or make a fun drink with, you know, pineapple and any types of fruits infusions for sure. Well, you know, it is National Vodka Day is coming up. Mm -hmm. And so what I was hoping for, yes, let's celebrate the holidays. So I wanted you to run through a couple recipes, maybe mix up a couple drinks for people. I'm going to move a few. You need this one, uh -huh. right? You can start off with that one. Yeah, we, we can do uh, one of the, the drinks that we offer at SDK. It's called a uh, Rediscovered Cherry Cosmo is what it is. Now, a Rediscovered Cherry Cosmo. Why is it rediscovered? So we, we've, uh, you know, just made a, a modern twist on the Cosmopolitan, a very classic drink. And what I've done here is I've added about half ounce of triple sec in the shaker already, and it's going to be an ounce and a half of, of Sky Cherry Infusion. Okay, so we'll add this in. Okay. Also, we, instead of normal cranberry juice, we are going to use um, white cranberry juice. So a little different color, a little different texture right. on the palate for sure. 
And Cosmopolitan is kind of the classic, like, sex in the city's chick drink, uh -huh. right? I mean, that's... <laughs> but, but Cosmos can be, you know, you know if, it's, if it's made right, a lot of balance, you know, if you've had a few vodkas, maybe this is a drink to go to after, to add some juice to it, to make it easier to drink, so you're not having your fourth straight, straight vodka, straight vodka <laughs> martini. Yeah. Oh, so yes. we'll add some fresh lime to that. And the strainer may be right down below you, but if not, we can deal with this. I do have the strainer right down there. Give me a second, and I will grab it for you. Thanks, sir. There you go. And then this so is this is all stuff that you can get. I mean, you get white um white cranberry juice in your local supermarket, uh -huh. right? No problem there. And you could even change it up instead of doing cherry. If you're into the the other fruits, you know, anything you want to add into this drink, you can kind of. Um, you know, play around, whatever works. And it's just going to be kind of like a breakdown of a Cosmo recipe, ounce and a half of the vodka, um, the triple sec ounce, half ounce of lime juice, and splash of the white crayon. So I'll give you a little taste of this. And the rediscovered cherry Cosmo is what we have here. And you got a cherry in there. That's garnished with the Luxardo cherry, yes. Ooh, Luxardo oh. cherries are good. Could you explain those to people? So this is, it's a high-end. Sorry. It's all right. No I always worries. spill these things. Whoa. Okay, so let's sip it. Wow, that's good. Okay. You got me nervous. I'm going to drop all my stemware <laughs> here. I've got so much stuff in front of me. It's really good. The Luxardo cherries again. If you so it's more of like an organic type of cherry. It's it's um, it's pickled compared to like the the other cherries that you can't digest. So just a better high-end cherry. We use, also use them in Not Your Daddy's Manhattan. What do they soak them in? Is that just whiskey or something that they're soaked in, or do they just plain in cherry juice? So Luxardo is um, um, pickled and sat in, in sugars and, and different things like okay. that. Cool. So a little sweeter. So, if you get down to it, we'll taste right. it and tell me what you think, okay? So um, yeah, you definitely get that heavy cherry flavor down by the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, so cool. also we'll move on and what we're gonna make is a Moscow mule. Moscow this mule. This is a classic, yes, right? This yes. is a, you'll find this in, if you, if you ever go into um, places that say they have a good classic cocktail program, mm -hmm. they'll very usually have a Moscow mm -hmm. mule on there. It somewhere. was the first vodka drink in the United States as a mixer. So the first time they put juice or anything in, they use vodka, ginger beer, and lime juice is what we're going to use here. And with that, we're actually going to use the Russian standard one here. Okay. I'll reach across Grab there. That for you. And we'll use our jigger to make an ounce and a half. You've got a nice... <laughs> Am I in the way? No, it's the second week in a row. I forgot to turn my ringer off on my phone. Okay. <laughs> we are pros here. And then we're going to use a half ounce of uh, fresh lime again into there. And if you want to crack that open, yeah, we we'll got get ginger, that. ginger beer. Ginger beer, which yes. Explain the difference between a ginger ale and a ginger beer. And you're G using um, Goslings right Goslings, here. Goslings, yes. So it's fresh ginger infused type of non-alcoholic, like a soda, like you said, like a ginger ale. But it's got more of a little more of a bite to it uh -huh. than a ginger mm -hmm. ale. Exactly. And you yes. can get that definitely at a Lee's or someplace like yeah, that. This and is, and this, that was easy. One spirit, one half lime, and ginger beer. And it's a refreshing, crisp, classic cocktail, if you want to try okay. it out. There. And then you drink this out of a very, very cool mug. Yes. Check that out. So what's that, copper? Copper mug, yes. I've had Moscow, yeah, Moscow mules quite uh -huh. a few times, and um, that's probably one of the better ones I've ever had. Real crisp and refreshing, right? Really nice. Yeah, it's a good summertime drink. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. and I know for the rest of the country, summertime's ending, but here in Vegas, we're still at 98 degrees, so this exactly. is a good 98-degree drink. Where do you get these, um, these 
cop can you show that to people the copper mug here yeah the copper so mug so it's sponsored right. by russian standard and and they'll supply you with the mugs if we do um, carry the and support them and pour in that drink cool. so it's russian standard vodka there great scott okay. do we have another question yeah nate wants to know why a copper mug that's i think you know we we try to look into this situation and um, we couldn't really find a real answer to it, but we believe that, that this is what they had back in the day, so they've carried the tradition on. And, you know, it keeps it cold, keeps, keeps it frosty, but it's been around for ages, and we know that. So we looked into it, and we could not find the exact answer, but it was around back in the 1920s when this cocktail was made. Okay. Okay? And we don't know if we probably go to Russian Standards website. We probably could buy some for home. I would be I, willing I to bet so, in this yeah. day and age. Uh -huh. So, okay, so those are two. Mm -hmm. Again, I'd say with the um, Cosmo, that's kind of a nighttime cocktail you drink. With the, um, the, the um, Moscow Mule, that's something that I'm thinking when you're hanging out on the balcony, mm -hmm. you know, in the nice night, you know. Pool, the pool's great the pool, for it. Really yeah. cool, yeah. It's definitely, you know, when you're sweating a little bit outside in, in nature, that's just a really refreshing drink to, to kind of cool you down. Exactly, yeah. And um, what you have one more to make, right? One more, yes. And th th we did this for AFAN, and, and this was a, a special event that Vivid sponsored. So we're and it's a, co a, co a co cocktail they did. All right. And it's an equal part to this, and I believe the Shambord's down there as well. Al, if you'll hand me the Shambord. Oh. Could so you explain to people what Shambord is? That is a raspberry-flavored liqueur. It comes in a very cool. You'll always be able to recognize it. Mm -hmm. And um, where is that made, do you know? I'm not 100% not on the Chambord here of, okay. of where it's made. I want to say that is, it, it is a French item. So we're going to do With equal the name, parts. name, I would guess uh -huh. France, but just one, I never want to assume anything. Uh -huh. So just equal parts, Chambord, and then the... Um, and we've got the Vivid Vodka. And then we're going to top it with some soda water just to kind of give it like a, a fun twist on the drink and, and real refreshing and clean again as well. So we'll get this going here. But definitely the Chambord is going to give it a little fruity. Ra raspberry, raspberry, yes. Raspberry flavor for sure. We'll shake this up. Got that out of your way. Move that over. And then the lemon twist. The, the twist is, is to get the, the fruit zest from the, from, from the twist. So we'd want to do a lemon twist on it just to add something else to balance out the cocktail. So now you say you're going to top it with the soda water. Uh -huh. Do you actually, I mean, does it mix in or does it sort of sit on top like that? It's a, just going to sit on top just like on top that. Because of the temperature. Uh -huh. Do you want to hold that up and show people sure. the way that it kind of and sits And this is there? the A-Fan for AIDS of Nevada that uh, Vivid did there. And I'll let Go you ahead. take a sip okay, of that because sure. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's something about those glasses. They make everybody's hands shake. It wasn't yeah, just mine, man. I'm always getting worried that I'm going to spill. And, you know, some bartenders, you always think you're being nice when you order a, a martini. martini. And it's all the way to the end, and i got to, like, drink it off the <laughs> bar like that before I can lift it up. You know, lemon twist. One of these days I want to have, um, have a bartender in here and just go through how to prepare garnishes. Uh-huh. How hard is it to make a little lemon twist at home, man? And there's two ways of doing that, actually. One would be, you know, some restaurants will do twist to order, so they actually have the fresh pillar, which is nice. Maybe not a high-volume restaurant or nightclubs that Vegas has to deal with. And then also you have to break down the lemon, you know, basically gut it, and then clean it and get the rinds out as well. So, so I want to talk about the vodka martini. For people that are out there, it's probably one of the most popular drinks, definitely the most popular martini, I would guess, mm -hmm. out there. Isn't it just a really big shot of vodka for the most part? And, and, you know, the classic way of making it was adding the vermouth. So we would add 
a, a driver move to it. So some we have steered away from that. And we're going to get that out of the way. Okay. Cool. And then just touching on what you had spoke about earlier, you know, some of the vodkas, um, what kind of gives the palate a different taste to them is, is what they're made out of. So you have potato, so that's going to give a different one than, than a grain or, or something like that. So depending on the vodka is how it will change the taste. Not big swing of taste, but depending on the vodka and what it's made from will add characters so to there, the vodka. Even though it's supposed to be neutral, mm -hmm. there are still characteristics that they're drawing from that. Exactly. So I was totally wrong when I said they should all well, be Well, not tasteless. totally wrong, <laughs> but they are all, you know, that's what they're going for. No, that's why I have experts in, yep. because, you know, I just drink the stuff, but you guys work with it. So. so depending on what the base is and then how it's distilled, if it's pot distilled, if it's copper distilled, going into each vodka will change the, the, the palate on it. Speaking know? of distilling, you brought a vodka over here, yes. right? And um, we're going to hold this up. Again, there's not much to see except that it's in a really cool shaped vodka. Mm -hmm. But you were telling me before we started, tell, tell people what this is and exactly how it's distilled, which apparently is something pretty unique. It is. So it's, it's purity vodka. It's a, a, a Swedish vodka, um, five times distilled. So they'll, they'll do it over and over and over again just to get almost everything out of and that's it. That's just getting it smoother and smoother and mm -hmm. smoother every time. No, no botanicals, meaning some of the lower end vodkas, like it's like a lubrication on it. So you, if you drink it, it doesn't burn as much. So the, the, they don't have that. So you'll have a little less of a hangover if you drink a lot of that vodka. Right. But it will burn more going down. No, and that, they'll distilled it, but they use that copper uh, distilled uh, distilled to, to get rid of that. So it's a, it's a high-end vodka that, that's new one or more, you know, one that I like for sure. Okay, so they're using a copper distillery mm -hmm. and that's what makes the, this one Compared really to unique. pa or other things, uh-huh. Right. Um, now, you know, I asked our other guests, but I'm asking you, is vodka more of a, a male or a female drink these days? I think it's swung to neutral and, you know, it's, a, it's the you neutral, agree. yeah, neutral spirit and it's, it's meant for mixology and for, um, you know, straight up if you'd like to do it in any way. So a lot of things you can play around with vodka for sure. Another question, Scott? Yeah, the Mad Media Group wants to know, what was the name of the Cosmo, the original Cosmo you created? The, the, the rediscovered Cherry Cosmo. There we go. Okay. There's a little cherry right down there and in the bottom. Why don't go ahead and, and list off the ingredients? The ingredients, so it's an ounce and a half of um, the, the cherry vodka, anything you want to do, ounce of triple sec half ounce of white cranberry, and then you're going to do um, a half ounce uh, lime wheel on that, lime wedge. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what, I had a bunch of vodka questions for you, now <laughs> they all kind of, oh, a dirty martini, I want to run through these things, means not only the olives, but olive juice, right? Yes, uh-huh. And extra dirty, we uh -huh. would have, um, you know, a lot of olive juice in there. Mm -hmm. Are, are vodka martinis meant to be taken with, drank with olives or lemon twist just as acceptable? Or you wouldn't do one with onions, would you? Or I guess you do sometimes. That's called a Gibson, actually. Oh, that's a Gibson. My last name, Gibson. So okay. it's a cl cl classic <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> okay. And you add an onion. And really just what you, know, what you, what you like. The, the twist will add more of the fruit oils to the drink. The olives were put in there as to have a garnish. And then what olives are put in is vinegar. So you're just adding vinegar flavor to the dirty martini. But you know, I, I enjoy a dirty martini every once in a while and I think it's a very popular drink for sure. How important is it when you're making a martini of any form and I don't see you doing it with other drinks but it's always done, a lot of people do it with a martini, just kind of put the ice in it and put the water in it and let the glass get cold and then throw it out. Does that really add a lot to the drink do you think or is that just like chilling, chilling a mug for a beer? Well, 
uh, when you add water to a spirit, it really opens it up, and it, it takes the alcohol burning sensation out of it. So even if you, if I were going to sit down with a vendor and and taste vodkas, I would taste it first, and then I would add water to it to get that how how I would taste it on the rocks are for mixing with that because it takes the, the alcohol sensation away and the burning sensation away by just by watering it down. And is because in a lot of whiskeys, you mm -hmm. almost want to add just a drop or two. Exactly, scotches. Scotch. One one rock will open it up. Right. Get, you know, not and you so can get wrong. flavors out of it mm -hmm. that way too. Do you, will you pull the flavors out of a vodka, or is it more you just can, to, yes. uh -huh. to stop the burning? Exactly. Same same thing. You'll you'll look at spirits all the same way for adding a little bit of water to that. And we have another question, Scott. Yeah, I think our last question here is from Nate. He wants to know how about a vodka-based drink that is your secret favorite, something off the beaten path. So for me personally, vodka-based drink. I would even say a Cosmo. I, you know, if if they're if they're made right, they're great. You know, you just if you use the fresh lime, um, the 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 juice, the balance of it is a great cocktail. You know what I mean? I don't really have a favorite I, I, vodka soda. You know, stay hydrated. <laughs> Vodka's also, <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, vodka's really good for use in kind of dessert drinks, right? That always seems, you know, when you get those really sweet drinks, vodka seems to be the best spirit for that. Espresso martini, you know, you can do um, a Van Gogh style vodka with, uh, with fresh chilled espresso, Baileys, you know, you can do stuff like that. A lot of dessert drinks for that, too. Okay, well, I think we have talked about just all we can about the wonders of vodka. <laughs> the most basic spirit probably out there, other than maybe grain alcohol, <laughs> but yeah. the most basic spirit out there, and yet the most, you know, one of the most popular and available from every country, made with just about everything from, from grapes to potatoes to whatever. It's kind of, if you can find something with starch and, or with rice, in, uh, with sugar in it yeah. and starch, you can pretty much make a vodka. Exactly, right? right. So, well, thanks a lot, man. Thanks to both of my guests. And they can find you at STK. Yes. Right? One of the coolest steakhouses in town. Also where my buddy Stephen Hopcraft is yep. the chef. Chef, one of the great chefs here in this town. Um, thank you guys very much. I want to thank everybody for coming. Um, me, in the meantime, next week. Next week is going to be fun. Next week we are finally going to be talking about truffles. And so there won't be a lot of booze up here, but there will be about a million dollars worth of fungus up here, which is going to be cool. And it's not coming from my feet, I promise you. That ain't worth nothing. But anyway, so we're going to be talking about truffles. We may make it a double show and also talk about basics of lobsters next week, too. But we're definitely going to be doing the truffles. Tune back in. For me, I've got nothing on the schedule for the upcoming week. Of course, my book is still out there, Eating Las Vegas, the 50 Essential Restaurants. I will be out dining and drinking my way around town. Hopefully, I'll bump into some of you guys out there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>